We're live. Excellent. I'm saying we. I'm live. It's Wednesday. It's time for coffee with Alistair or coffee and coaching or whatever we're going to decide to call it this week. Um, we're going out live on Facebook on my page. We're going on YouTube and we're also on Periscope Twitter. <laughs> I'm not sure how that one's going. I've not had any comments back on that one, so I don't even know if I'm properly connected to it. Um, so you'll have to let me know if you're over on um, Twitter and you can see this. Right. Tonight, if this is the first time you've joined, um, welcome. Hi, my name's Alistair. I'm a spiritual life coach, um, which means I can look at things from a physicality point of view or a spirit spirituality point of view. And I'm not governed by one way of thinking. Um, I've been working in mental health for nearly 20 years, and I've been dealing with my own mental health um, for about the last 15 years. So these vlogs are a way for me to get some crap out of my head, it, for you to relate to it and go, shit, you're not the only person that thinks like that. And maybe I've got strategies that I use that I haven't read in a book, I haven't seen in a meme or a text somewhere. I've learned it myself from having lived through the experience that I'm talking about. Tonight, we're going to talk about negative spirals and asking for help. And these are quite poignant for me because this is what I've been dealing with for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I didn't want to talk about it last week because we spoke about death and the things surrounding it. And I wanted to stay with that. But then this week, I wanted to kind of be a bit more open, honest and personal, if you like, and actually share what my mental health has been like for the last couple of weeks. And it's what I class as a negative spiral. And it's quite a tricky thing to explain. And I can only explain it from my point of view. Um, so in a bit, we'll go through sort of what, I, what I deal with when my brain goes into this negative spiral. Um, the strategies I have for coping with it, how I've accepted it. So it's stick with me. <laughs> we'll get through it. And we're also going to cover asking for help, which is also kind of poignant. And they do link together quite well. But as always, it is about the coffee. So grab a coffee, have a listen. If there's anything that I say that you relate to, then great. Put a comment in there. Just put a comment in there. Let me know you've arrived. If you're watching this when it's been played back or you're listening to it on a podcast, just drop me a message. Let me know what you think. I'm open to talk about these things. I'm not saying I'm right on any of this. What I'm saying is this is the way that I do it. If this helps you, then that's excellent. So I've always been helping and connecting to people. But that's the thing. For the last 20-odd years, I've developed ways of helping other people. And I've helped them do better things. So as a dog trainer, I helped them get better with their dog. As a life coach, I helped them get better with their life. But that seems like a real stereotypical answer, that. <laughs> to get a better enhancement out of their life, if you get what I mean. But the whole point to that is me helping somebody else. Because I don't want people to feel the way that I feel at times. So you help them so they don't. 
But there lieth one of the first problems because while you're being what they need you to be, you're not being what you need to be. And that's what I class as the route to my spiral. It's me trying to be all the things that people need me to be. So in any one day, um, when I ran my own company, I would be a dog trainer in the morning, a life coach in the afternoon, potentially a dog trainer again in the afternoon, and then a life coach again the following day. And it just went backwards and forwards like this. And there's, I wasn't really being me to an extent. I was being who they needed me to be to get what they needed. And that, and I get some of that was obviously as a dog trainer, I was providing a service. So you're providing a service. So I get that there's a role to play in that. And that's not what I mean. It's more that when you focus on helping everybody else, sometimes you forget yourself. And that's the point. It's the double-edged sword to that. Um, so we're gonna, I'm going to talk openly about spirals. But what you have to remember is spirals go both ways. They go up and they go down. So you have to be open for the moments where your brain kind of gives you something negative and it spirals down. And then you'll think of something a little bit later and you'll spiral back up again. But you never come out of this spiral. You kind of just up and down with the mood. And sorry, two seconds. Let me just read my notes. So, yeah, there's a number of things I will do within the negative spiral. And I'm going to try not to rush through these. Um, if my voice at any point starts to feel rushed, it's because this one is probably the most difficult YouTube one I've done because this one is about the last two weeks. It's fresh, it's kind of raw, and I'm coming out the end of it now, but I've had to kind of stay in that mindset a little bit to be able to deliver what I want you guys to see um, and hear in my voice. <laughs> so I hope, I hope you stick with me. Just bear with me one second. Let's have a coffee, just have a drink, chill for a second. So what happens in a negative spiral? I get no motivation, nothing. All motivation, everything, like they say, they get up and go, got up and went. I get no motivation. I feel no sense of achievement. I don't feel like any day I've achieved something. I haven't accomplished anything for that day or that week or that month. Or in that spiral, this could be I've not achieved anything in my entire life. And it just forms that negative impression straight away. I feel swamped by projects that I want to do. But because I feel a sense of no achievement and no motivation, the projects that I was so excited and positive about are now swamped by the negative spiral that's going to encase everything for the next two weeks. It feels like sitting on a carousel or a roundabout and just spinning round and round in circles until at some point you get thrown off in a particular direction. So I'll be in a negative spiral and I'll just think, right, I need to go and do something. So I'll go and clean the, the filter in my fish pond. So I just kind of distract myself for a little bit and do that. But even a, a project like that becomes 
just becomes hard work because I've got no motivation to do anything. And I'm just waiting for the carousel to go, oh, I'll do this. And boom, and just go off and do that. And then when I've stopped doing that, I'm back on the carousel again and my brain is spinning. And I don't know whether to go out and do a psychometry um, podcast in a derelict building or an evening ghost style hunt or another podcast while I'm walking around the field, just random thoughts that I have. And all of these things, I'm quite excited. I want to do them, but I get no motivation. I've got no enthusiasm. Everything's gone. The next part of this, you kind of make yourself feel lonely and you disconnect from people, or at least when I do it, I do. Um, and the disconnection comes from a number of reasons because I don't want to be the burden and we'll come on to asking for help in a bit, but this obviously kind of jumps, touches that now, if you get my logic, that you distance yourself from people because you don't want to appear to be a burden. You don't want to appear to be broken. You don't want to appear to be weak. So you end up kind of making yourself lonely because everybody else in your head has got an ulterior motive. They're thinking something else. Feelings of worthlessness kind of comes back to the sense of no achievement. But it is. It's that feeling of not feeling like you bring anything to the table, whether it's in a relationship or in a work setting. You kind of end up, well, I end up just negatively spiraling and not being able to pull myself out of that and go, come on, you could go and do this. Just go and record something in the field. It's fine. But I'll talk myself out of it. I'll have a negative body image. So I'll look at myself in the mirror and go, what the hell's going on with my hair? I mean, I've had, I had the ponytail cut off a little while ago and it's now gone to this kind of, and I quite like it, this little mohawky thing. I've just kind of left it and gone, just do what you want. And because I'd been combing it back on top of my head for a ponytail, it's stuck like that. But the negative image side of it will start picking holes in it. I'll start saying, almost like I'm bullying myself in the mirror. And it's a bizarre state of mind. So you kind of have to just go, stop being a dick. <laughs> just walk away from the situation. But that's how my brain gets. And that's the point of this vlog. I'm trying to give you every little detail that I've managed to kind of document over the last couple of weeks with this. <clears throat> and then again, I feel like a burden to anybody I'm talking to. Anybody I have to interact with, I feel like I'm going to drain them of their energy. I feel like a complete and a burn, burden to them. And that all comes from that sense of no motivation, no sense of achievement, feelings of worthlessness. And all these, these negative roles, they all fit into psychological categories of depression. Um, but I'm trying, as always, like I always do on my podcast, I'm trying not to be too technically based. This is from an emotional point of view. This is me, not a textbook. Um, <clears throat> the next thing that comes in is, it comes back to that no motivation, a constant thoughts of this won't work. And then I'll get sort of things where I'll, I will video something and then I'll delete it because it'll either be the body image moment or it will be these sorts of things. Well, nobody actually likes it. Nobody will watch it. Nobody will engage with it. They want you to fail. 
They want to watch you get no viewers. They want to see you trip. They want to see you fail. And all of this keeps going through. So again, I'm now generating bullying from people that are not actually physically there. <clears throat> These people are existing inside my head from some weird negative perspective that I have this barrage of owned bullying bullshit that comes out and I can't not listen to it. I can't not hear it because it's it's on repeat inside my head and it's constant. Cool, hang on. <laughs> Sorry. I need to have a fag. I need to have a fag. I did, could do with a fag, actually. This would be one of them podcasts where I would sit and have a fag while doing it. Maybe I should have done it outside. Hmm. That's food for thought. But thank you for tuning in if you're there. <clears throat> um, so feel free to say hi. Um, in the comments. And this state of mind that I'm talking about, it becomes all-consuming. You can't see the wood for the trees. You can't hear any positives while my brain is constantly telling me that, what these people are saying. And part of my brain, I've kind of tried to analyse it in different ways so that I can rationalise it. Because if I can give it a beginning and middle... I can then give it an end. And like I said, I've kind of had, I've, this one's been going on for longer. And as of the end of this podcast, my brain will change because I've given this a beginning, a middle and an end. And I know that's not a simple thing to do. And I'm not saying it's the end of the events. What I'm saying is it's the end of this one. So that, tomorrow morning or when I go out of here and go and have that fact that I'm now craving, um, <clears throat> my brain set will have changed and I'll have come out the other end of it and gone, right, okay, I will deal with that when it comes around the next time. If it comes around the next time. Again, you've got to choose your words carefully at this point. If you're quite like I am, I'm quite semantic with how I describe things to myself and everybody else. So, uh, yeah, I can't break the cycle until the flow of the spiral reverses. And when does this happen? When do you get the reverse of the spiral? And how do you do, how do you control it? Where do the negative feelings come from? And do you, I deal with each one individually as it happens each time. So let's break those down into the three questions that were there. When does this happen? When does the spiral happen? The spiral for me will happen if I'm about to put myself under a great deal of pressure. So over the last 18 months, two years, been trying to start a business. Didn't expect COVID. <laughs> I shut a business, opened a business, COVID came, and it's kicked me in the arse. So my business has had to change and adapt and I've had to keep pushing myself outside of my comfort zones by doing this. And as I've said in previous podcasts, if I, if I plan to do this live, it's like I've got a meeting with you. So I've got, I've got the commitment to do it. So even though the last two Wednesdays, my brain's been elsewhere and what I'd class as my head's been fell off. I still managed to do those on the topics and I, I was happy with them. I think they were fine, even though I was in that state of mind. So how do you control it? 
with that one i'm going to come on to in a bit i'm going to go through a quite a comprehensive list with you of the different things that i try and do to get the beginning the middle and the end to the situation the spiral where do the negative feelings come from this is where you have to accept them all they're all valid to an extent these will all be lines that i've heard from one person or a situation back in my past that has stuck with me, if there's an emotional tag to it that has come from somebody I've felt really strongly attached to, that disconnect, that emotional sense with that words or that sentence or that scenario will stick in my brain because I can't help that. My brain remembers moments of fear or attack or if I've been made to feel vulnerable. Whatever it was I need to defend myself against, that little bit at the back of my brain, what's it called, the magdala or something, that knows exactly when to fire. And it sets all the adrenaline running, and I'm putting myself under pressure. So that will give me that negative spiral if it flips the other way. If that positivity that I'm doing where I'm like I'm sat here, I feel positive because I'm delivering the podcast. But afterwards, to plan the next one and to get in front of the camera for the next one, there's that little positive buildup. And if each positive building block doesn't keep going, I fall off the, the ladder or the, I don't know what I was figuratively building there, some stone steps. <laughs> and I end up on my ass, sat on the floor, and that's where the negative spiral comes in. And it can technically be something quite simple that is that proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Um, it doesn't have to be something big, volatile. Somebody says something that offends me or prejudges me like estate agents have done for this week. It's different kind of scenarios that something will trigger and it will be so cutting that that will be the bit that does it. But each one is slightly different. The spirals that you go through are different because I think there's a different core to each one. So like I said at the beginning of this list, the no sense of achievement and feeling swamped by projects, that's very much to do with this spiral. That wasn't what I was dealing with in the last spiral um, because it was a different situation. So there was a different set of negatives that were swirling around me. I was sat on a different carousel. And that's part of the semantics I have with this is that even though it's it's still a negative spiral, it's not the same each time. It's not a repeat of the last one. So it's not a repeat event. This is a new event that needs to be given its own value for you to process your way through it or for me to process my way through it. By considering it as the same as the previous one, that just tells me I've got repetition of the same shit going on in my head. And that doesn't that doesn't feel like I'm moving forward. So some of the emotions will still be the same. That sense of worthlessness, the sense of no achievement, that sense of not feeling that I bring anything to the table. That root bit will still be there. But it could be for a number of different reasons. It might be I didn't get a job I applied for. It might be that I approached the client for some uh, private work and didn't get that. So it could be work-related, then it's money-related, whereas this one's been quite 
pressure, acceptance? Do do people like me out there? I've I'm so happy when I get ten views. It's brilliant. We're in double figures. <laughs> Once we get to ten subscribers, it'd be even better. Double figures for that as well. And it's those little bits that I say just then quite positively with that little joking laugh. That's that's seriously what my brain is thinking. That just one more subscriber, just one more person connected, just one more person I've helped. I'm not looking for thousands at a time. I'm just looking for one more person. And that's partly because of my own mental health for that little bit of validation that what I'm doing is connecting. It is helping somebody. It is working. And that's that's a hard, tricky emotion to balance when you've got to provide content for the Tinterweb. So, so what do I do? What strategies do I have when the negative spiral appears? I hold on tight and I don't give up. And I mean that in the truest sense of the word. Just hold on. It's just another day. It's just another hour. It's just another minute. It's just another coffee. Go and get another coffee. Go and have another fag. Go and go for another walk. It just becomes about hanging on and not giving up. Because it's very easy for people, I won't jump ahead actually, um, just keep breathing. Or in Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. Oh, sorry, I won't carry on. But it is, it's just about just one more day or one more minute. It's not, and it's, this is purposely for me to take focus off the gravitas of what is being swamped. It's like, no, I'm just going to just get another coffee. Just going to have a coffee. I'm not, not planning to do anything. Just I'm sitting inside my head at the moment. I meditate on certain topics with an idea to solve the problem. And part of this meditation, controversially, revolves around me going back to that situation so i revert back i go back to that in my brain i do a bit of time traveling and i go back and i look at it retrospectively at myself whatever it is that i'm looking at that's sort of negative and from a third party perspective try and decide what the solution was at the time and then try and figure out if i'd have known that at the time would i have done that anyway probably not And that's, that becomes part of the closure of it because once you're kind of there and you get back into that emotional state of that situation that you were in that caused whatever it is that this negative moment is, you're looking at it retrospectively <laughs> and that immediately you kind of just go, well, I didn't fucking know then, did I? Well, I don't now, so I won't do it again now. Now I've, now I've, I've kind of slotted that one and done, well, I've bagged that one and I've put that one back in its box off it goes so that could be anything from my past god just go to the podcast fuck it <laughs> there's loads of stuff i could be maudly about if you want to oh that's the other thing i don't want anybody at any point to consider this to be some sort of pity party because it ain't and i also hate that fucking term because it's not that somebody wants pity they probably have shit going on in their head and they need some form of intervention and that term tends to sort of trivialize 
the needs that somebody perhaps has to get crap out of their head, which is I'm going to come back to in a moment in my notes. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying it. I hope you're all there. Um, please like, share, subscribe, all that. YouTube, talk, jazz. Uh, right. Where was I up to? Um, same as I said at the top, ride the storm. I navigate it like a storm that I have no control over. So the idea in my brain is that <clears throat> a little bit like um, in my the way my brain sees this as an image. If you guys haven't realized, I do a lot of I'm much better with images in my brain. Um, the Truman Show, the film with Jim Carrey, where he's in the boat at the end and that storm. And there there is somebody turning that storm up. And all he's got to do is weather the storm and try and get to wherever he's trying to escape to and figure out what's at the end. <clears throat> and all he does is hang on. And you kind of just go, I've not, I've got control of the storm to an extent because it's inside my own head, but I'm losing control of the controls a little bit. So you kind of, in my brain, I just kind of sit and just kind of weather it in my own head. Um, it made me think of an analogy earlier when I was writing this notes that I'll tell you guys, it, I, it made sense to me. Not only is it like a storm, it's a bit like stuck being stuck. You know, when they say up shit Creek without a paddle, you're in a canoe, you're stuck on the rapids in the river and you've just got to make it to the bottom of the river. <laughs> That's all it is. You just got to keep your head over water, stay afloat. Think about the next minute. What's the next obstacle? Get over that. Fuck it. Next one, next one, next one. And you just keep focusing on the next bit until that canoe reaches the mouth of the river, whatever it's called, where it goes out into the sea, and then you come round to the beach and you get yourself a freaking ice cream. <laughs> but you've got to get down the river first, okay? I try not to let it leak out to the wrong people. Um, they don't know me, and they won't. They won't see me. They, they'll see that small part of me that's flooding everything else. And what I mean by this is my reaction to somebody saying something that's perhaps um, tricky. So I don't know. What's the scenario? Oh, I'll give you a scenario. We ordered fish and chips the other day, home delivery. You ordered it from a chip shop and they forgot to bring the chips. So I phoned up and he gave me some cock and ball story about the need to check the cameras in my head he was basically accusing me of wanting him to bring out another bag of chips and i just thought it was such a preposterous thing to say and accuse me of just rather than him just going look wherever sorry dude we'll bring you some out but i was getting more and more het up about these bag of chips and it really is just a bag of fried potatoes and you need i need to keep that reined in in my head that the spiral is going to going to poke this guy in the ear in a minute because I'm going to erupt with emotions that are not deserving of him. All you've got to do is bring me a pie and chips. It's not anybody's fault that they didn't bring the chips. Somebody's made a mistake. We're all freaking human. But I'm not in a position where I feel sympathetic to his humanity. <laughs> I just want my chips. So it can become, like I've said before, all-consuming where you can end up kind of unleashing your anguish on the wrong person. And that's what I think when people say, when they share these memes on social media about, you know, try and be friendly with everybody. You don't know what they're going through. 
just me trying to be friendly with you is what I'm going through at times. Anyway, shit, you being friendly with me just helps me kind of get to the next bit easier. So don't be a dick, I suppose. But surely that applies to everybody. You don't have to mental health for that, <laughs> surely. God knows. Uh, what else have we got? I'm quite lucky in another aspect is because I've got a penny. And Penny supports me by not taking the crap in my head personally. She doesn't offer me quick solutions to problems which kind of technically don't really exist. I'm stuck in a moment. I will come out the other end of it and being able to talk to somebody where they just listen and go, right, okay. I can't, I feel the same way. I get the same thing. As much as that is quite good, I can get quite frustrated if somebody over-sympathizes with me because my negative brain is now going, this is about me. It's about me. Why are you talking about you? And Penny gets this. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I can't tell you. That I'm able to just go, Bleh! dump all the crap out of my head for her to kind of respectfully grab a shovel and start just, just kicking it out of the way. It's not something that we need to focus in on because they're not they're not really problems. It's not actual problems. It's a state of mind. And once the switch flicks, which I'll come on to in a bit, you come out the other end. And like I said nearly at the beginning, by the time I get to the end of this video, I've come out the other end of this one because that's the marker for it. Well, I hope it is. If I haven't, tomorrow morning, I should come back on live and go, sorry, guys, I'm stuck. So, so yeah, but if you haven't got a person, there is organisations, there is people you can talk to, there is people you can call, you can message. Um, even if you don't know them, there is things you can... I mean, I've, I have phoned the Samaritans and I quite honestly just sort of said, I don't really need you to offer me any solution at all. I just need to tell somebody the shit that's going on in my head. And then once I've done that, let's just have a chat about what your day was like. And that's what we did. And I was on the phone to this person, for this lady, for about an hour and a half. And, yeah, there was I couldn't tell you her name, no idea who she is, but bless her. It was what I needed at the time. But at the time, I was married to somebody but couldn't talk to them about it because they would make it about them. And it was always that it was a... a no, I'm not getting into that because that's part of the fucking spiral. And if I go down that route again, I'll have to process it, process it again. So in that is exactly what I do now. So I just pulled focus. I anchor my thought on a feeling of one thing that's positive. And that could be anything. I just sort of pull one positive out of the air and go, I don't know, what was the one the other day? A person I used to support contacted me and said that some of the videos he'd watched um, have connected and really helped him. So that was my one positive for that day. Thank you, Penny. Just snuck in. Just trying to get another mention on the video. Fresh coffee. Oh, what she brought me now? What's this one saying? Keep calm and agree with me. <laughs> Fair enough. 
So yeah, find that person to talk to, anybody. Call a number. Um, because if it helps you defrag your brain and get it out, like I said, I'm not asking for somebody to give me an answer to it. I'm not asking for them to give me a psych report. And I'm definitely not asking for them to try and give me solutions. Because like I said, there isn't actually a problem there. It's a mindset, not an actual physical problem. Don't get me wrong. The mindset creates the physical problem by me being <laughs> maudly and low motivation and that side of things. So I will anchor my thoughts for whatever moment I need to, to that point. And it could be anything. Like I said, that, that day it was about that guy contacting me. The day, one of the couple of days before that, it's just a case of Penny loves me for being me. Weird, broken, but I know that I'm sorted, I'm safe. So I just anchor to that, that thought. Distractions. I try and distract myself. Like I said earlier, I'll go and clean the fish pond things or I'll go and feed the fish or I'll go for a walk around the field or I'll read. I've got countless books that, and I don't read books from beginning to end because as some of you may have noticed, the, the ADHD part of my brain, I can't focus on stuff for too long. So I'll be reading two or three kinds of things at the same time. Or I'll put YouTube on, but I won't watch. <laughs> I don't always watch sort of stupid um, fail army stuff. I will watch um, some more intelligent stuff, like 42 with his stuff about different bits in history and fun facts or um, how to build something. I just, oh, I don't know, kinetic motors. I, I will just do that. And I may not actually remember at the end of it what it does or how to do it. It's just a distraction for that moment. So I try to put something that will gauge my interest. So another one is um, a channel called Wisdom of Odin, because that, that's all the kind of pagan Norse Germanic stuff that I love and I'm really into. So I'll watch some of that stuff. And it is just all about distracting myself and trying not to sit in the spiral, the proverbial um, carousel that we said earlier. I'll go for a walk and I don't take my phone. I go for a walk, I might take a cigarette, <laughs> but I don't take my phone. And it's it, and the walk can be any length of time I want it to be. And I kind of preset it before I leave. So it might be that I think, right, do you know what? Social media is doing my fucking editing at the minute. I need a break from it. So I'll put my phone down and go for a walk, have a fag, and I don't take my phone at all. Now, the dilemma with that is that I might miss a phone call. <laughs> so there's part of the anxiety else attached to it. Now I actually want a phone that's not attached to my phone. How does that? Oh, there's a rabbit hole we could go down in another podcast. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I'll go for a walk. The next one is probably the most important one. and. It's the difficult, most difficult one to do. I take the pressure off and I stop. Like I said earlier, you just stop. Go and get a coffee. Go and have a fag. Just go and sit down. Just, just stop. Whatever your brain or body is telling you to do at that point, just don't. Just stop. 
And all you have to do is stop, take the pressure off yourself. Because it's the thoughts are going around in your head. So at some point, you have to kind of go, do you know what? I'm done now. This, this kind of, yeah, all that shit's gone on. All that stuff's coming. I'm just on my journey. I'm not in the beginning, the middle, or the end. I'm just on my journey. And realizing sometimes as well that in times in times in life, you're given what you need, <laughs> not sometimes what you want. And that's where you kind of bounce back to the next one. You go, right, I'm going to pull focus. So this is kind of you taking ownership. And this is what I say in all of my podcasts. It's easier to work with your own mental health when you stop comparing it to other people's. There is similarities. I'm hoping people see similarities in um, what I'm talking about. Nobody's got any comments, so I'm guessing not. <laughs> maybe my mentality, maybe my spiral is completely different to everybody else. Maybe I'm completely and utterly bonkers and we've not realised that. So we take the pressure off. And like I said, that is the most important one, but it's also the most difficult because if you've got to go to work, you've got to go to work. If you've got to go and pick the kids up somewhere or you've got to go and do something, you can't just stop sometimes. So you have to stall it and plan it <clears throat> and just think, right, when I get home, and I know people do the hashtags and stuff, that self-time, that just, I don't know, a hot bath, or go for it. Whatever makes you relax, play the fucking drums, I don't know. Whatever helps you relax and just stop everything else so it just becomes about you be quite selfish what do i need to do what do i need to do for me to flip the switch in my brain so the spiral of positive energy changes these are some of the things that have helped me not in any particular order and they don't all apply at the same time because like i've said each spiral is slightly different the next one will be slightly different again i don't know what it will be <laughs> I don't know. I will wait and see and deal with it accordingly. <coughs> and I totally get and understand that until I reach the point in my head where the switch flicks back, I'll keep going down the spiral. And flicking the switch for me, again, this is another analogy because I'm an analogy person. It's a bit like a circuit breaker for in the garden. I mean, you plug the mower in, you put a circuit breaker in. If the electricity or the flow of energy isn't correct, it trips the switch. So the positive energy can't get through to make the subject work, make the lawnmower work, the trimmers work, whatever it is. That flow of energy is the same as the flow of energy through me. I'm allowing it to be spirally. I'm allowing it to be negative. So albeit I've got to go through those processes to come out the other side of the spiral to an extent, I've also got to make my mind go, right, we need more positives. So we start to think more positively. I've, I've gone through my tick sheet. I've, I'm not whittling about stuff. I've had the conversation with Penny. I've been out and been for a big walk, whatever it is. I've been hugged a tree. I've meditated. We come out the other side of it. Do you then have to prepare your brain for the positives so that you don't have like a, 
positive antivirus that as soon as it sees some positivity, it wants to kill it. You've got to keep holding on to that and go, ah, oh, yeah, there we go. And it's a bit like starting an old car. You kind of, it's just getting started. We get the energy starting to flow a bit more positive. Even if this analogy makes you smile slightly with the weirdness of it, <laughs> that's part of coming out of that negative spiral, that switch flicking and sending the energy the other way. So it's now positive energy and the spiral comes to an end. And the same as a tornado or a storm, it just dissipates. And somebody can ask me tomorrow, how are you? Fine, perfectly fine. Or I hope I will be. <laughs> Not got to tomorrow yet, so we don't know. Asking for help. I've purposely left this one to the end um, because it's quite a short, well, I found it quite a short topic. Um, asking for help during this is difficult and degrading. I feel powerless. And I just make myself feel isolated, like I said at the top. So actually asking somebody for help, it's not going to happen. I'm just not going to do it. I don't ask for help. As I've said in talks and on here, I've got very few what I class as close friends that I could absolutely kind of rely on. I might be wrong. I don't think I am. Though. So with that in mind, if I know you and you got a message from me within the last couple of weeks, that was me during the spiral reaching out. But because I'm a bloke, I don't go, what, well, dude, I need some help. I'll go, all right, dude, fancy coffee. Or go, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who it is, um, what I'm sort of thinking, that how that person might be able to help me. But it's never going to be, I need your help. And this is part, again, with the semantics. I don't know how, how do you get to that? What's another word for asking for help? Requesting assistance. I don't know. And, and I'm, I don't mean this horribly or anything at all. Um, but oh, I'm trying to figure out my words here because... Technically, if in the last couple of weeks we have interacted, either we've met up or I contacted you and things like that was our person reaching out. <clears throat> and it's really difficult to do because you don't, I don't want to burden anybody with the crap that's in my head. So I'm not actually asking them to help me. What I'm asking them to do is be part of a very well-structured distraction that could help a person change their mindset by changing the environment, the conversation, everything. By changing all the other bits, everything else changes. So in their defense, anybody who got a message off me that I know a friend, um, you didn't know. You had no idea. I was just dropping you a message. But this is what I call, um, sorry, this is 
not their fault. They got nobody's got any idea out there of just how swamped somebody can be. And they don't understand the sense of urgency or fragility that is there because I'm the person that people, I think people just perceive me as I must always have my shit together because I very rarely feel like a person has helped me. <laughs> and I don't mean that in the close proximity of family. I mean, in friends in general. And this is where the negative spiral kicks in, you see, because that feeling of isolation is, well, how would they know? How long would they know? And there's, there was a really good film, I can't remember the name of it, where a guy goes and lives in the loft above his, his garage, and he just disappears. And during the spirals, my brain does this, and I, I've, and I can see where the person got the motivation from doing to write that story because once I read it or once I seen it on there, I thought, yeah, I've wanted to do that before. And it's, it's that sense of, well, who would notice first? Who, who would notice? Nobody would notice because everybody's got their own lives going on. But my mental health makes me quite, it gives you that selfish aspect that, they should know and why would why should they know <laughs> so i see both sides of this equation that me as a friend i don't know if my mate is struggling if he doesn't tell me he's struggling but if he drops me a message to say i you fancy getting together i would see that as a person reaching out especially if i've not heard from them for a little while so i obviously work out from that that i think differently or I feel differently about them to how they feel about me. And you can see where the, a potential negative spiral comes in there. Because now I don't know, well, are they actually a friend? Well, they're not really a friend. Facebook calls them a friend, but they're not really a friend. They're just an acquaintance. So how do you ask an acquaintance for help? And this is what I call, and this is, like I said, this is my own terminology for it, how I pro figured it out in my head. This is what I refer to as the Robin Williams situation. I portray a person, play a part to protect the real me. The real me struggles inside and is swamped by the fake, got my shit together mask. And then when you've gone, everybody goes, we didn't know. We didn't realize. God, he hit that well. No, he didn't. And those around him must have noticed, must have known. But maybe, maybe not. He did a really good job of hiding it. And for that, I actually have quite a great deal of respect for him. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. I can see the, the double-edged sword to that because in the end, he took his own life but and that's that's never the answer but you can see where what i'm getting at is the point of where he got there men don't ask for help we just don't ask for help oh yeah there we go uh, the film was called wakefield starring brian cranston 
Oh, I can actually put that up on there. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Um, it's a really good film. And it kind of left me sat in a rabbit hole for a while. Because I've... In my past, I have wandered off. I did wander off. Um, went to give it on my own. Needed to be around nobody that knew me. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. And it was fucking brilliant. It was, it was good. It it was nice. And at the end of that kind of six, eight months, I can't remember what it was. I think it was about six, seven months. Um, it felt like longer. So sometimes I think I feel like it was like nine months, but it was about six or seven. And it's from that moment at that point, to where I then stepped up to to get the job and moving to England and everything else, it gave me that sense of direction. But I kind of want to get to the point that I don't want anybody, any of my friends, anybody that I know, I don't care if we even know, if I only know you a little bit, we've only met once. If you feel like you can't talk to anybody then just call me i don't want anybody to be in what i class as that that robin williams situation where you're completely hidden from everybody um that's not ideal at all so yeah so that's what i class as um the robin williams stuff is you kind of put him that front on he was very funny he was bloody brilliant actor but nobody knew what was going on in the background um or behind the curtain as i normally refer to it i'd probably count on one hand the amount of people that have seen behind the curtain you guys get a little peek in the podcast a little kind of peek through the <laughs> the proverbial mind looking glass Nobody knows the person inside is swamped as they can't see. Uh, sorry, hang on. Nobody knows the person inside is swamped as they can't see him and may never have seen him. So how would you know? I would at this point sort of certain characteristics that I have. I used to tell people I'm the person that everybody that kind of introduced their friends as he's a bit of a knob until you get to know him. And I kind of used to think that was quite funny. And I thought, yeah, all right. And then I started thinking, well, hang on a minute, what do you think I'm a knob for? I'm just not very good at times with the same social niceties that everybody else seems to cope with really well. I don't find it easy to hide when somebody's talking bullshit, my brain immediately, my face is like, well, you actually believed that before you verbalized it. And I can't hide it. I struggle to hide it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't make friends easily. I don't think. <clears throat> the other sort of major strategy to come back to um, before we sort of start wrapping this up is <clears throat> you have to speak to somebody. Anyone, call a mental health charity. You can call me if you like. There's, 
click on the link. My number's there. Message me. I'll call you. <clears throat> call anybody. If it helps you get the crap out of your head so you can flick the switch to make your spiral more positive again, do it. Just phone somebody. Again, tell them the, the rules as soon as you phone them. You're not looking for them to give you an answer. You're not looking for them to give you a solution. You're not looking for them to judge you or offer you any kind of <clears throat> comfort. All they need to do is listen, go, mm-hmm, oh, that sounds terrible. Well, that's bad. Bless you. Bloody hell. Get to the end of it. When you get to the end of it and you've, you've told them all that stuff, you kind of go, I think I'm kind of done. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. When you do it, you feel mentally drained. And it's hard at that point because it's physically tiring to have all of this stuff flood out of your brain. Well, it is for me anyway. I find it extremely tiring. So, like I said, there. Oh, two seconds. I've got a comment. Excellent. Thanks, Mickey. That see, that means a lot in this state and day and age for a person to just go. Do you know what, mate? Spot on. Means a lot. Like I said, I'm going to wrap this up now. I didn't want to dwell too much on the asking for help bit because as much as I think it's massively important, it's also quite difficult. And you've got to be ready in your mind to have that pre-conversation to say, can I talk to you? Can, can we have a conversation that where I just talk and it's all about me and it's quite self-indulgent? Please don't refer to it as a pity party. I'm going to sound like I'm moaning. I'm going to sound like you're not a very good friend at some point and you're going to want to take offense to it. But I just need to get it out of my head. It's not really everything. It's not about you. It's about everybody. It could be about a stranger I just bumped into in Morrison's. There's all this crap. I just need to get it out of my head. And then we can move forward. And that's that's not easy. And I get that. And part of the spiral is going round and round in circles, knowing when to ask for help knowing who to contact because if I over the last couple of weeks like I said I have met up with people we've done I've done stuff and I've contacted people and not been able to meet up with them and then you reach a point where hang on I lost my train of thought there. just grab a coffee yeah I've been at the point where I've typed a message to somebody and then I've read it, and I've read it, and I've read it, and I've rewritten it, and then I've read it again, and then I read it again, and then I delete it and forget about it. You ever look at a word or say a word so much in your head that it loses all meaning? That is how my brain does it when I'm about to message somebody, because my brain will go through 101 things. What time of day is it? Where are they? What are they doing? They're going to be busy. This is just going to be a burden. They don't really know me. They're not going to want to spend time with me. Why would they want to? In a really kind of wish version of Doctor Strange, my brain goes through a billion different parallel universes as to what that person may or may not say. But either way, because I've said it over and over and over and over and over and over in my head, 
it's lost all value and all meaning and I just delete it and go and move on. And that's where that little video that I posted on YouTube comes from. That little, I don't know what it is, it's like a little reel. It's like YouTube have got something similar to Instagram now. And that was me. You ever get that point where you're sort of going to message somebody and then you sort of think about it and then you talk yourself out of it and then you don't. Yeah, I do that all the time, regularly. Well, I do in a spiral, not necessarily all the time anyway. I don't do that. It's just when I'm in this negative frame of mind. So let's wrap it up. Like I said, it's quite, this was the one I've been the most nervous about making. This is the one that's been kind of the most real because I'm still in that spiral now. And until... I hit end broadcast and go and have a coffee and then come out the other side of this ready for tomorrow. I'll just sit here and talk to you guys. <laughs> Completely spiraled. Like I said, thank you for watching. I hope it helps. Um, if it helps, like I said, I just want to help one more person. Just one more person. That's all. This podcast has been probably the most difficult to date. I've been writing it as I've been going along, kind of debrief it as I've been going along. I can't thank Penny enough for her support because my brain during the last two weeks spat this crap out twice at her. And it's, it's just me kind of saying, I get it, I understand it. It's not brilliant. It's not great having mental health. But tonight, or at the end of this, I get to say to myself, I've survived another spiral. <laughs> I did another one. And it's that's all it is. I'll just do the next one. And I'll just work my way through the next one. And it's resilience. It's not about being strong. It's not about being tough or mentally adept it's not about reading self-help books it's just about your own resilience that is what keeps you going that is what makes you do that one more moment one more day one more week one more podcast <laughs> and that's oh barely two seconds ago and that is what keeps me going <laughs> Yes, Leah and me share some very similar things. Well, how this helps? That's kind of the point. There is always going to be similarities in mental health. Um, what I'd also like to say is that just because I have mental health, I find this as a little bit of a stigma. I think, well, because I'm dealing with mental health, do people think I can't help them with theirs? as a life coach and I hope not because they we just work on you I'm not giving you any answers as as a coach all the things you need to get through it are there it's just spotting them focusing on them and going with that that kind of tapered out there but you get what I mean and it, like I said, it's resilience. It's not what you go through. You don't have a measure of this. Um, 
and I mean this in the most respectful way possible, but it doesn't matter if in your past there is PTSD or abuse, or in my case, physical abuse, mental abuse, and it's, it doesn't matter. We've all, the spiral is technically the same. It's just going to be your version of it. So the switch is the same, but it's your version of it. So when I always kind of say in these is that ownership of yourself, I am my own individual. I do everything my way, slightly different to everybody else or the same as sub. So I can't have a comparable mental health discussion. So if you as a person need a life coach, <laughs> sorted. I don't need you to be my life coach. And that's kind of what I'm saying is just because a person lives with mental health doesn't mean, I mean, I, a bit of a, I'm going to say this, just we'll see. I would imagine probably 90% of the care staff in the country, most of those care staff are probably got mental health issues themselves. And this is part of a, a, a logic that I class as Velcro. People with mental health, we're not smooth pearls and opals. We're a bit jaggedy and a bit rough around the edges, a bit like Velcro. So kind of, and two mental people will kind of stick together because the Velcro's there. We've got jaggedy edges, they stick together. So people with a bit of a mental health issue tend to gravitate <laughs> to each other and i get that people with money gravitate to the people with other money so it's different circles different people thanks you're not gonna make me cry don't be ridiculous i can see people trying okay right let's wrap this up thank you very much i hope you've stuck with me um see it through to the end i hope you got something out of it i did and that's <laughs> that's that's good for me the other part of asking for help just briefly at the end like i said at the beginning i was trying to set up a company it didn't work so i'm trying to figure out a way of doing this as with a, a small piece of an income stream so if possible if you feel you could just go to patreon help support me if i can get a bit more motivation just in a coffee i think it's three quid for a coffee which i think is london rates for a coffee so i probably need to make that a bit cheaper but that three quid will probably prompt me to go out and do something because i don't feel like this is <laughs> employment and that's that's the the bit i'm trying to figure out i'm not interested in adverts or advertising on youtube i don't know how it works i'm not interested in products or beard oils and all that kind of malarkey um but yeah if you feel you could help just by sharing that'd be good that's me asking for your help thank you very much for joining me next wednesday will be i don't know i did post a list of topics i'm going to cover i'd quite like to talk about autistic spectrum disorder asd so asperger's autism and just my experience with working and studying with it um, because it's something I'm quite passionate about. 
I like <laughs> I like autism. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for joining me, and I hope to see you on the next Wednesday's coffee with Alistair. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>